from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'm Joe Giglio. Joe Ovius may or may not know his brother is getting married this weekend. Congrats to David. He'll be back on Monday. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. All right, Dennis. Okay. College football playoff rankings come out last night. Mm-hmm. And there's been some consternation about Tennessee. There's been some consternation about Oregon, about LSU. This is what I would tell you. There is no criteria for the college football playoff rankings. None. Look it up. It doesn't say you have to be a conference champion. It doesn't say your your strength of record needs to be in the single digits. It doesn't say you have to be in the SEC. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't say your name has to be Alabama. Although, it certainly feels like that sometimes. Or that you have to beat Alabama. Here's what we know, though. College football playoffs started in 2000, with the 2014 season. 12 Power 5 teams, 12, have gone unbeaten. All 12 of those teams have made the college football playoff. Let me repeat. Since 2014, there have been 12 Power 5 conference teams who have gone unbeaten in the regular season and after the conference championship, and all 12 have made the college football playoff. Look what we have here. Last night, Georgia number one, 9-0. Ohio State number two, 9-0. Michigan number three, 9-0. More on the Wolverines in a second. TCU number four. 9-0. That covers all of your unbeaten Power 5 teams in college football this season. So, the unwritten rule is followed, even for only the second Tuesday of rankings. So, I will give the committee points for consistency there. Where I will not give the committee any points. Do you look at some of these games that are being played Let's start with Michigan. Michigan is 9-0. and I'm not disputing that. What do you think the difference between Michigan being 9-0 and and Tennessee being 8-1 and might be? Well, Michigan beat Colorado State, who's 2-7. and Let me ask you a question. You think it's possible that Tennessee could beat Colorado State? Michigan beat Hawaii, who's 2-8. and Michigan beat UConn who is now, much credit to Jim Mora, 5-5 five and five this season. All right? This is hardly a murderer's row of non-conference opponents. UConn, by the way, has been the worst program in Division I football. So, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. Fine, you say. What about the vaunted Big 12 that Michigan plays in? Okay, Maryland's a pretty good team. Iowa's the worst team in offense in the last 25 years. Indiana is Indiana. Penn State is the, the third best Big Ten team. Congratulations. You are the best dressed person at a 1970s key party. Michigan State is hardly the team that they thought they were going to be. And then there's Rutgers. What I'm getting at here is Michigan's 9-0 and because of their schedule. That's why Michigan is 9-0. and Tennessee, meanwhile, is 8-1. and you had them number one in your own poll 
the previous week because of their wins. Let us review what which of those wins would be most impressive. Oh, yeah, they beat Alabama. Oh, yeah, they beat LSU. They didn't just beat LSU, though. Beat the brakes off them. They beat the absolute brakes, the transmission, the rear door, the rear um, brake light, all of them. They beat LSU 40-13 to 13 down in the real Death Valley. 40-13. to 13. What the hell am I missing here? What is on Michigan's resume that even comes close to what Tennessee did? Mm. What? What? So all you're saying here is you wanted to take the easy way out. Of course, this only applies to Power 5 conference teams. Because you'll remember... Central Florida has run the table twice in 17 and again in 18. They're ranking 12 in 17. They're ranking in 18. Eight. How much do you want to bet Central Florida's strength of schedule was used against them or their strength of record was used against them? Let me ask again. Michigan has beaten Colorado State, Hawaii, and Yukon. Really? Really? You're going to sit in a room and talk about teams and compare teams, and you can't look past a loss to the number one team in the country on their home field when they are juiced and primed and ready to play you? I don't think there's anybody who wins the game at Georgia, by the way. But we've seen Georgia be mortal on the road at Missouri. The more and more you look at this stuff, the more and more you'll come around to College football is about when the games are played, where they are played, and what the heck happened the previous week, and what's going on the next week. Just look at Oregon. Look at Oregon and their flimsy resume. Okay? If you're unbeaten and you're from a Power 5 conference, you're getting in. That's what they're saying. That's what the that's what the data says they're going to do, and that's what they're saying with these rankings this week. I'm not going to get too fired up about them because, quite frankly, Michigan and Ohio State play each other. That really shouldn't excuse Michigan, who was supposed to play UCLA this year. Yeah, the same UCLA team that is in the top 10 in this week's rankings. They were supposed to play UCLA. Um, Excuse me, UCLA is number 12. They were supposed to play UCLA. Do you know why they canceled the game in 2019, Dennis? Uh, same reason why they canceled against NC State. They were scared. <laughs> they canceled. A, this is from the story in uh, 2019. Okay. Michigan has terminated a home-and-home home series with UCLA in 22 and 23 and has replaced them with dates for home games against Hawaii, who we saw, and, drum roll, ECU. Ah, there it is. So they're going to play ECU. And all of this because Michigan, who, mind you, is in a contract with the Fox Network and CBS next year that is going to pay them more than $70 million per year. That's not enough because they have to have seven home games. Have to. Mm -hmm. How much money is too much money? 
Ask the guy who just won the Powerball. Ask him if that's too much money. It's important that this committee punishes Michigan for this schedule. If they go unbeaten by the end of the year and they get in over Tennessee, which is going to happen, mind you, they should be punished for this schedule. They should be punished for their greed. They won't be, but they should be. This is the OG. I'm Joe Giglio. Joe Ovis is out today, so we have Wacky Wednesday. We got tickets to give away to Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. That will be during the OG mixtape. If you're 47 like me, there probably isn't anything better than going to see Hootie in a concert. We got free tickets for you. We'll do that about 440. We got West Durham today, too. It's a Wednesday. We'll talk to Wes. Always have a variety of topics, including those college football playoff rankings. But I was thinking about this this weekend. You know, Drake May, Joe, is he going to stay at Carolina? Is he going to take an NIL deal somewhere else? Hey, Joe, what about not only Devin Leary, but MJ Morris? Should I be worried? All right, I want to try something new here today, Uh Dennis. Is that okay? Because I've gotten a couple of different questions about certain quarterbacks in the triangle and, well, and certain coaches in the triangle. And the the queries usually start with, should I be worried? Hmm. So, Dennis, I've given you a list of questions. You will ask me, and I will give you on a scale from either Bob Marley or, or Bobby McFerrin to... <laughs> Uh, Ross from Friends or, or or The Office, right? Yes. All right, so let's start with, should I be worried? All right. Should you be worried, Gilio, that Tony Gibson is going to take another job? All right, so uh, Jeff Halfley is a friend of this program. He is head football coach at Boston College. And in, in his opening remarks this week for his press conference, he spoke at length, glowingly, about Tony Gibson. And, you know, you might say, well, Joe, don't all coaches do that? True. However, the way that NC State's defense not only played Saturday night against Wake Forest, but for most of this season, Tony Gibson's going to be a hot name on the coaching market, either as someone's defensive coordinator in the SEC or Big Ten, where they have money on trees, Mm -hmm. or potentially as a head coach somewhere. Here's the good news for NC State. He's already making a million dollars at NC State as their defensive coordinator. I might add one suggestion, though. I have a copy of his contract here. He gets one complimentary meal per day oh. at the Case Dining Hall or Murphy Center Dining Hall during the football season. How about this? Hey, Tony, I get it. Uh, Auburn wants to pay you $2 million. But what if we gave you access to the dining hall during the season, two meals a day, and during the off season, one meal a day? How could you say no to that? I don't know. That is an offer you can refuse. You 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 cannot refuse. And on the scale of should I be worried? This is a Bobby McFerrin. Or a Bob Marley. Yeah. Either one. It's gonna be all right. All right, Julio, should you be worried that UNC didn't cover against UNC Wilmington? Um, I can understand there's been some hand wringing over North Carolina's 69-56 win over UNCW. I can understand that the Tar Heels did not cover the number as the number one team in the country, which was 23. Seems a little high for a UNCW team that is coming off an NCAA berth. I can also even understand if you're a Carolina fan and they only had four assists on 22 field goals. 
That's not Carolina basketball. However, as aforementioned, UNCW is a tournament team, or they won their league last year. Good team. I, I Don't be worried about that. Playing an in-state team, that is their Super Bowl. Those kids were looking forward to that game for sure. Also, the defense held them to 56 points. You know, in years past, this is a game Carolina loses because usually their defense takes a minute to catch up, like we saw last year. So I would not worry about this. This is a this is even get this even off the scale. This is even off the scale. What do we got? Well, here's Hubert Davis. Oh, talking about right. Hubert was asked about this, and I, I totally agree with what he's saying here. I really think, for whatever reason, it was a combination for our guys. They were nervous and they were anxious. It just felt like, especially on the offensive end, we were moving at such a nervousness, anxiousness type of pace that at times we couldn't even catch the basketball. And so I just, you know, I know we have a veteran group, but it was a first game. And I just felt like it was a, it was a lot of it was a result of a combination of being nervous and being anxious. And um, I told them, I said, you know, one of the thoughts of the day we always tell them is, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was worked on every day. And I said, this is a great opportunity. we got to get to work and get better as a team. Look, last year, North Carolina took a minute to figure out what they were doing on the defensive end. Just look back at the scores from the beginning of last year. They gave up 87 points to Brown. Brown is not a good Ivy League team. 83 points to Charleston. So let's just all take some deep breaths. They played a tough team. Who was in the NIT last year, by the way. Uh, gave up 56 points. And as Hubert said, Rome wasn't built in a day. This team will figure it out. So, yeah, this would be a definitely a Bob Marley. Do not be worried. All right, next one. Should you be worried, Gilio, that Drake May and MJ Morris will take NIL deals and leave the triangle? Okay. Let's throw Devin Leary in there as well. I'm getting a lot of questions about Devin Leary, so let's start with Devin Leary. Injured quarterback, mm -hmm. fifth-year player. He has NFL potential. The torn pec surgery is unlikely to leave him in a position where he's going to be able to work out for NFL teams. More power to him if he can, and I would love to see him be able to work out for NFL teams, go to the combine, begin his pro career. That's the best-case scenario. But the reality of the situation is with that type of surgery and that type of recovery, he may not be ready to be at his best when he needs to be for NFL teams. In that scenario, I would recommend to Devin Leary, Auburn, Ole Miss, you name it. One of these SEC schools, Florida, they're going to need a quarterback. They're going to pay you anywhere from a half a million dollars to a million dollars. That's guaranteed money. If you're a fifth-round pick, you're not going to see that much money. I'm not saying take the SEC money over the NFL, but what I'm saying is that would give you... He has a, Devin has one year of college eligibility left. Take that money. Go play somewhere else, put on a show, and show everyone what we've already seen here, that you're an NFL player, and then you start your NFL career. I'm fine! Yes, so I would be worried about that. Drake May, no, and this is why. Remember, Drake May is a redshirt freshman. 
So next year, he will be eligible to enter the NFL draft after next season. So if you're Drake May, you're going to make NIL money at Carolina next year. It's not going to be the same as what you could have made at Alabama or another bidder, USC, who knows. But, but, for the 24 draft, Drake May is going to be, right now, Drake May would be one of the top three picks. Yeah. So he plays lo- like this next year. He's yeah. looking at a 25, 30, $35 million payday. So whatever money next year he makes is gravy because the real money comes the following year. Not on Now you add on top of that his pops played at Carolina. His brother played at Carolina. He is a Tar Heel, born and bred. This one is, this is like Bobby McFerrin and Bob Marley put together. On. And now, perhaps, perchance, let's get to the panic button. Everybody just calm down! Because MJ Morris is a true freshman. He's got. He's going to have three more years of eligibility remaining. If if what we learn from Jordan Addison and Pitt, if you didn't look at that and think this could happen to your team, you're crazy. If you don't remember, Jordan Addison was the was the uh, national receiver of the year, but won the Blitnikoff at Pitt last year. <laughs> Helped the Panthers win the ACC. Goes through spring ball. Decides to leave because USC had a deal for him. Perfectly legal. Transfer portal's open. NIL money's legal. NC State's going to have to pay. One way or another, NC State's going to have to pay for MJ Mars next year. What the number's going to be, I don't know. Now, the kid is from Georgia. Georgia needs a quarterback next year. Yes, that's a bad I've, I've already mentioned Auburn. We know these schools have crazy money. So, NC State really needs to start putting a plan in place, NIL-wise, to keep MJ Morris at NC State. Otherwise, give me Ross, give me the panic, give me everything. It's a real thing. And if you don't believe me, ask Pat Narduzzi. Ask the Pat Pitt football program. Gotta be, you got to be ready and prepared for these things.